It's time for Diva Live, the number one radio show in the private service industry. Diva Live is a radio show that allows private service professionals to discuss topics that pertain to their industry. Now, here are your hosts, Diva National President Matthew Hack and private service professional DJ Haverkamp. Hello and welcome back to another edition of DEMA Live. DEMA Live is a radio show for the private service industry. The show is intended to bring private service professionals, product suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. DEMA Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a trade professional association whose mission is to serve those that serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. If you're listening to the show live, you can log into the blogtalkradio.com website to submit questions online. You can also text your questions to 313-404-3998. Once again, the line to text your questions to is 313-404-3998. My name is Matthew Hack, and I'm the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association, and I'll be your host today. I'm joined today by my co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based out of the New York area. Today on the show, we're excited to have Isabel Marquise, owner and founder of Casabella Residential Staffing. Casabella is based in Palm Beach, Florida. This is the first in a series of shows we hope to be doing with placement agencies around the country. DEMA is committed to building strong relationships with agencies serving in the private service industry. We'll be discussing topics of interest to those seeking employment in private service industry. Today's show will be focused on general concepts related to working with private agencies. And, and in the future, we hope to dive into such topics as resumes, interviewing skills, career development, job descriptions, and many more ideas. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get the show kicked off. DJ, it's been a while since we, uh, since we got on the show. And uh, what's, uh, what's going on new in the uh, New York area? Hi, Matt. Great to speak to you again. Yeah, it has been a couple of weeks since we talked last. Things are good here. Uh, busy summer for everybody. Um, yeah, we're, we're having a good summer, though. It's been, a, it's been an absolutely lovely summer weather-wise. It's just been great. We've had some really wonderful days uh, here in the New York area this, this summer. So, But all is well. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear. We've uh, we, we definitely uh, been a, a little bit of a dry summer, but I don't think anyone's going to play it in the plane and allow us to get out and enjoy the, uh, the weather, the weather, and the summer. So it's always good to hear. Here, Isabel, at this point, we'd like to welcome you to Dean Alive. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. And before we get started, Isabel, I thought I could. Uh, Tell, I, I was hoping that you might be able to tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and Casabella. Absolutely. I um, worked in private service as an estate manager and personal assistant for over 10 years. And prior to starting uh, my business, uh, Casabella Residential Staffing, I worked for one of the oldest uh, agencies in the country, uh, oldest residential staffing agencies in the country. And um, my business partner, Aubrey, is also a private service professional who's been in private service for over 30 years and has um, 
successfully placed uh, household staff in fine private homes for over 20 years. Uh, My husband is also a private service professional. He is a private chef for one of the most prominent families in the United States. And um, although I have uh, worked in a staffing agency, um, the reason I decided to start my own was because the training was really great, but I felt like I can do things a little bit differently having had the experience of working in private service and a staffing agency. So what you're saying is you have some resources to reach out to when you're doing placement in your staff, correct? Correct. (laughs) A few years of experience, right? Yes, a few. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, I think that that's really important. And I think that, you know, since this is the first in the series of topics that we hope to cover with a a number of placement agencies uh, that that serve in the private service industry, I thought we could cover some of the basics of working with placement agencies. And, you know, I, I think it's extremely important what you said. You know, a lot of agencies want to bring a change and they want to bring something different put their own stamp on the industry, which is usually equates to one thing, which is providing great service. So um, with that being said, what do you think are the most important things a person seeking employment in private service should know when considering working with a placement agency? Well, it's, it's very important uh, because uh, agencies are working. It's important to know that agencies are working with principals to save them time and money by finding them qualified staff. Um, the agency balances needs from both sides, the principal and the candidate. Um, agencies can be screening potentially hundreds of applicants to match qualifications and needs. We also vet and pre-interview candidates so that by the time they are selected to go and meet with the principal, they have been fully vetted. Okay. And how how do you guys um how do you guys go about doing that vetting? Is that run through another company that you guys use utilize? No, we either meet um candidates in person. If they're local candidates, we meet them in person and we interview them. Um and we make sure that they have a minimum of two years experience working in private service. We run background checks, um we call their references and um they have to be eligible to work legally in the United States. Okay. And I'm sure that's a huge piece of, uh, of, of any uh, position that you guys are trying to place is just making sure that they meet all those qualifications so that they can serve uh, for the principal that they're going to be working with. Um, what are some of the advantages for someone who's seeking a position in private service to work with an agency? Well, those advantages are that usually um, – they have access to more positions, and the better jobs are usually placed through agencies. Principals not using an agency tend to pay less. Um, also, most candidates um, don't feel comfortable negotiating salary or benefits directly with a principal, and the agencies will be very happy to do that on their behalf. So. Um, by working with an agency, you tend to get better pay as well as benefits. All right, great. And Isabel, I have one quick question regarding that, and that's when you guys do do the placement um, between the 
the principal and the candidate. Do you guys recommend to the principal that there's some type of review process put in place once the placement is done as far as like, you know, a six month review or an annual review? Absolutely. Uh, I usually, I personally like to follow up uh, after three months. Um, I like to uh, follow up with uh, the principal as well as with the candidate to see how everything is going. And then I do recommend a yearly review, um, you know, with a client directly with the candidate. Yeah, and I think that that's extremely important because a lot of uh, a lot of the principals that I've talked to, um, they don't necessarily have anything in place as far as job reviews go, and unfortunately, that leads to uh, placements that go you know a lot longer than they should without having an actual review. Um, and, and a review, everyone thinks about a review being for the money. Right. When you do a review, you're going to get a salary increase or a salary bump, um, which, you know, sometimes that is included in that. Right. Um, It is. Sometimes it is, but it's not always. Right. So I and I think that that's really important. um, But I think it's more important on a on a on a beneficial side to the principals and to the staff to be able to continue that line of communication to make sure that the staff member is meeting um, all the requirements that the principal is looking for and that the principal is uh, is delivering everything that they promised that they would deliver uh, from a, from a candidate perspective. So um, those are huge points. And I, and I appreciate the fact that you guys are, are implementing that because that's, that's a huge piece of what we hear um, with that, with, addressing that the benefits for the principal, how, how do you guys um, offer a, a benefit to the principals that are looking for a, a, a placement? Well, um, it, it's beneficial to the principal or to estate managers to work with uh, an agency because we have a wider pool of candidates. And also, uh, as I previously mentioned, we interview the candidates, we call references, we run background checks. Um, again, so by the time Uh, we send candidates for them to meet with for an interview, they have been fully vetted, where if they try to do it themselves, it could be time-consuming and, you know, um, they can get inundated with 50, 60, 70 resumes of unqualified candidates, and it really takes a lot of time um, and money, obviously, because the time you're spending doing this, um, it can be quite costly. Um, and you're having to do everything yourself. Where um, with the agencies, we eliminate all of that and we just, based on the client's needs, we send them the top three candidates that we feel are best suited for the position. And usually one out of the three is selected and, and um, offered the position which is great. There are times that uh, the client might say, um, we'd like to maybe see one or two more candidates. Uh, but again, it's uh, between three to five versus going through 50, 60, 70 resumes. Isimo, can I ask you a quick question? I just on, uh, for the sake of folks who maybe haven't ever gone through this process or who are new to working in private service, <coughs> Could you just kind of give an overview of how the process sort of works, maybe starting from the point where a principal would contact you with a request to fill a position and then sort of how the how the whole thing goes 
from beginning to end? Okay, sure. So um, when a client um, calls our agency, they usually like to know about our background and our experience. So I start with that. And then um, they tell me the position they're looking to fill. So I um, take down all the notes and based on what they need, I put together a rough drafted job description. And once I do that, I email it um, to the client for their approval. Uh, if or they can add or change, they can make any additions or changes that they wish. But once it's finally approved, then I start contacting candidates that I search on my database and I start contacting candidates that I feel are best suited for the position. Um, and again, I try to uh, find three to four top candidates. Uh, once I do that, um, but again, these candidates that are in our database, they have already been interviewed and vetted and um, ready to be presented to the client. So once I contact the candidates and if they are interested, I then go ahead and send their uh, information to the client for their review. And that's usually when they say, and I have to say, I've been very successful. Most of the candidates that I send um, are selected to move forward with an interview, which is wonderful. Um, so then that's um, when the candidate tells me, okay, I'd like to interview these two or these three, and then I schedule the interviews. Um, they go for the interview, and then based on the client's decision, um, I, I contact the candidate that they select to move forward with. Um, and many times uh, they will want me, the candidates will want me to negotiate the salary for them. Uh, for instance, if a client is offering um, a salary that is a little bit lower than what the candidate is looking for, the candidate might ask me and say, Isabel, based on my qualifications, do you think maybe you can talk to the client on my behalf to see if we can bring the salary up a little bit. So I do that uh, for them. But that's pretty much the process. Mm -hmm. So based on that, let me ask, how do you come up with your pool of candidates to choose from? Um, well, most of the candidates are word of mouth, again, from having the advantage of having been in private service. I know many candidates. Um, also, Aubrey, having been in the business for over 30 years, the same thing. So a lot of it is word of mouth. And then candidates that we place, that we successfully place with families, they always tell their friends and family, um, but also through, through our website. And, um, you know, also DEMA, we meet a lot of, at the local chap, uh, chapters, we meet a lot of great candidates, a lot of great uh, professionals. Um, and um, we, again, through our website, we, um, when candidates are looking to work in private service, they usually search for staffing agencies. So uh, when they come across mine, they contact me and they apply, and um, I, I then screen them to see if they are qualified to work in private service. So, so if so, one of our folks who's listening wanted to submit an application to you, 
and that maybe they they just want to submit their resume but don't really have a specific job is that the kind of thing you would suggest they do yes absolutely and and in most in most cases um they just submit their affirm, uh, their information they register and submit their information um they most most candidates are currently working and they're just looking for a future opportunity that might be better than what they currently have and that's why it's important not just to have not just to apply when i have a position available uh but to apply so that when the right position becomes available they are ready to be presented um mm-hmm. but a lot of them are also from me posting a, a position um online and then they see again they see what i have available and they contact me for that so let me ask you then just one more quick question how do you feel or i know one of the concerns a lot of folks have is whether or not they should work with multiple agencies or just stick with one particular agency do you have any thoughts on the advantages or disadvantages of a someone working in private service that was looking to either move into a better job or looking for a position would it be wise to stay with just one or two agencies, or do you think they should approach several different agencies? I think it is beneficial to work with different agencies, um, several agencies, because they get more opportunities. Um, different agencies tend to have different positions available as they work with different clients. So if someone is actively seeking a position, I, I think it's always beneficial to work with several um, agencies. Uh, we currently work with clients in New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Michigan, um, the Hamptons, and uh, our goal is to grow to um, to uh, in the near future to pretty much provide uh, nationwide placements. Excellent. Well, we're we're going to help you do that if that's all right. Do you mind? I would love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I think one of the big things, Isabella, is obviously you can tell DJ and I are very excited to have you on the show. DJ uh, kind of ran away there with the show for about six or seven questions. DJ, let me let me ask some questions too, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just got I just have so many things I want to ask Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're going to, we're going to, well, well, here's the deal Isabel. we're going to enter into the meat and potatoes of, of this discussion now. So uh, we're going to hit you with some of the, some of the difficult questions that I think, you know, sometimes agencies, I don't think you guys have a problem answering them, but maybe they're not necessarily the, uh, the, the, the easiest questions to answer, or maybe they're not necessarily the answers that our candidates right. like to hear. Um, right. So Let's let's jump into to some of those questions. And one of the concerns that we often hear from our our um, members is uh, that are that are interested in getting into private service, um, but they have no experience. And I think that's one of the hardest things that we deal with as an association. I know what answer we give, um, but you know most of the positions, like you said, you know the candidates you're dealing with are looking for. You guys are looking for two years of experience or more. Um, yeah. So. How do you guys handle those uh, those people that come to you with inexperience um, in private service industry that want to get into the industry? What's your guys' answer? 
Well, that's actually one of the biggest challenges. And, uh, I, you know, sometimes I get candidates who tell me, well, if no one gives me a chance, how am I going to get into the industry? And uh, I, I understand their frustration, but I try to explain to them that private service is not for everyone, and it is uh, a career that often requires um, sacrifice. For example, traveling to multiple locations with the principals, being away from your family. Um, private service uh, is about a set of skills, and I try to explain all of these things to uh, to applicants. And my advice to them is to um, try other resources because Clients who are working with an agency, they definitely want a minimum of two to five years experience. So my advice to them is usually to, if they know someone who works in private service, to see if uh, their principal or or the estate manager would be willing to meet with them and give them an opportunity uh, based on um, their willingness and, you know, if, if they have a good reputation of dependability. Um, also, um, to I think I always recommend, and in fact, I've recommended it to several uh, applicants uh, here with me, to join DEMA because you can meet a lot of personal assistants and uh, estate uh, managers that you can build a relationship with and they get to know you and possibly feel comfortable in represent, uh, recommending you for a position should a position in the household become available. Um, another thing that I always advise is uh, clients who do not necessarily want to pay an agency a fee to find uh, staff, they, um, most of the time they place uh, an ad in local papers or Craigslist. And... Um, Usually, they are more willing to give someone that opportunity because they don't have to pay a fee than they would if they were to go through an agency. That is actually how my husband uh, got started in private service. It was through an ad that he saw in the local paper. He contacted them. He didn't. He had. He's a certified uh, culinary chef, but he didn't have the experience working in private service, and uh, he worked on private yachts and in fine restaurants. So um, he actually applied for the position and interviewed with a family, and they were very impressed with him and hired him. So um, I think local papers, and also they can um, place an ad in, in a local newspaper uh, offering their services. So I think that's a good that's way to... to try to get into the industry. Absolutely. I think that's, a, that's great advice. And I think that that is more of an answer than I think some other agencies might, uh, might give. Um, so I appreciate you extending that information to, to help kind of give some guidance to the people that might not have the experience that they're looking for. The one thing that I would com uh, comment on is for anyone who is going to go the Craigslist route, if you do find a position, uh, whether you're male or female, um, always make sure that you let other people know where you're going, um, you know, for yes. interviews. Um, that way people know, you know, about that. I, I don't want to shed any bad light on, on anyone or, or, or Craigslist or anyone like that. But just whenever you're doing those individual interviews, please make sure for safety and security reasons that you let someone know where you're going. 
uh, and, you know, an estimated time of how long you'd be gone. Um, unless obviously, you know, the meeting goes really well, then yeah, reach out yeah. and contact that person. But, um, so you told us about how your husband got in with, without really a lot of experience. How did you get your start in the industry? Well, again, it's, it's, if you know someone in private service, um, my, um, my husband's parents, um, when they moved uh, to, to the U.S., um, they started working as a domestic couple. Um, and um, that's pretty much all they did their um, entire career life here in the United States. And the family that they worked for were not happy with um, – their um personal assistant uh and you know we had we had the opportunity to meet with them they they were a very very nice family and um they really liked me very much and uh basically asked me what i was doing and at the time um i was working in a doctor's office and uh they asked if i would be interested in working as a personal assistant, and I said, yes, absolutely, um, I would love to do that, and um, so then they actually wanted me to come in to the home to get to know them and to 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 get to know their likes and dislikes and to learn about the household, so I was actually helping my mother-in-law for six months and just kind of watching and seeing how the home was how they ran the home and how they liked things and then after six months they felt comfortable and confident that i would be capable of performing the personal assistant related duties um so they finally got rid of their personal assistant that they were very unhappy with and um and then six months later, I was the house manager. And then a few months later, I was the estate manager managing their three properties, uh, one in Boca Raton, um, one in Long Island, and their New York apartment. So that's kind of how it started for me. Yeah, that's, that's great, Isabel. And I find that to be the case, too, in a lot of the folks that I visit with is just how oftentimes – people who end up working in private service, it was either the nanny or the driver or some associated kind of position that the principal learns to trust. And it's all about trust, isn't it? Yes. That, that, that building that relationship of trust over time. And just one quick suggestion I would make is that uh, sometimes you could, uh, I've heard of folks who have taken positions, say like in a country club, working as a, a waiter or a bartender, and they get to meet and know some of the principles through that and then that has also led to opportunities to work at least in a junior level within the household so yes that but is, what I want to ask correct. you next yeah a real quick question was you know one of the things that I love about working in private service is just what a broad range of skills that a person who works in this industry really needs to have you need to know a little bit about a lot of different things and I know that you mentioned before that it was about building that skills and and really learning to have and develop the skills to accomplish these jobs. Uh, my question was just like, how, how do you feel about uh, the schools, the private service schools, or how would, how would you recommend someone develop that skill base that they need to be successful in this industry? I definitely think that schools are very beneficial. And um, like with everything, you 
definitely have to research and do your due diligence uh, to make sure that you are selecting a school that is best suited for you. But I definitely think uh, those are very beneficial. Um, and actually, in the in the West Palm Beach area, there's a school that trains and certifies candidates free of charge. Uh, they have classes. Um, I think they run classes a few times a year, and it's um, once a week for nine weeks. And if you um, attend all the classes and you finish the course, they actually give you a certificate on how to work in a wealthy home. So, for instance, if someone has worked in a fine hotel, you know, five-star hotel or um, something like that in housekeeping, and they're very good, they're very professional, but they don't have that private home experience, I have actually... um, recommended that they take this course because then that'll be much easier for them to get into private service because having worked for a five-star hotel and then in addition having the knowledge of what it would be like to work in a wealthy home um it's it's you know it's it's extremely helpful yeah those those are those are awesome opportunities and anyone that that is um, in school, you know, that's the question we get asked a lot um, as an association is, you know, how does schooling work? And, you know, I think it's it's very similar to how a college would work. If you want to get continued education uh, to have more knowledge on how to perform in the house, um, even if you're a seasoned veteran, attending these schools gives you new pieces that you can take back to that home. Um, that hopefully translate into better service for the principal, which in turn can uh, relate to a higher rate of pay. So um, I think attending any type of school, whether you're looking for a position or if you're currently in a position, I think it's a huge, um, a huge piece in, in becoming successful. So uh, I couldn't agree with you more uh, with regards to that, Isabel. Um, the next, uh, the next thing that I want to address is kind of, it's a two part question. So, um, I was talking with a private service professional yesterday, and uh, one of his frustrations was that he doesn't hear back from a lot of the agencies when he applies for a position, or sometimes the agency reaches out to him um, to to apply for a position that they have because the agency thinks he might be a good fit. Um, he he was frustrated because he doesn't necessarily hear back from the agencies after he's contacted them or after they've contacted them. Um, so my, 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 my two part question is this number one, uh, what are your thoughts on reaching out to a candidate after they have either connected with you or you have connected with them about a position and, um, on a, on a sidebar question, how do you handle a situation with a principal who might be asking for a specific type of person, whether it be they're looking for a male or female candidate, um, or they're looking for a, uh, you know, a specific candidate that, that may not legally, you know, they might not legally be able to ask that, but as a principal, you know, they feel they have the right to ask whoever they want to work in their home, if that makes sense. Okay. So for the first question is, um, I I actually hear that a lot as well. Unfortunately, uh, many candidates say to me, they say, you know, Isabel, agencies don't always reply. I don't understand. And that is one of the things that Casabella prides itself 
is on getting back to candidates. It might not always be the same day, but we always do get back to them with a response. I think um, it, I think it's it's very important to do that. And coming from private service, I understand their frustration and how they feel because you do want to hear back. Uh, and I know in, in most cases, agencies don't. So that is something we actually pride ourselves in, is that we really do um, reply to the candidates. Um, and we always give them feedback after the interview. Um, with, in regards to, um, to clients, usually in a very polite way, I tell them that you know, we cannot discriminate. As agencies, we cannot discriminate. And that what I can do is, based on what they're looking for, I can send them qualified candidates, and then it's entirely up to them to decide whether they want to move forward with an interview or not. Um, but that my job is to try to send them candidates that I feel are best suited for the position and um you know there there are times that um there was this older um woman who she just felt more comfortable with uh, a female estate manager because she was the only she you know she it was just her and um she just felt more comfortable um and that she actually gave a legitimate reason for that being is that sometimes she would like for her to assist her getting dressed and things like that. So that I can understand. But as far as like um, clients wanting to have a particular nationality or gender, or I always tell them that we cannot discriminate against anyone. And what I can do is to send them who I feel is best qualified for the position, and then it's up to them to decide who they would like to move forward with an interview. That's great, Isabel. Listen, one of the things that I have um, found is, in my experiences working with agencies, is, is that it's really about building relationships. And it's about your representative getting to know me and me getting to know you. And so last year at the convention, one of the, the things that I found really, really helpful was the career day that was held where we were able to go and visit all of representatives from a lot of the different agencies. Right. And it was just one of the best things ever to get some FaceTime, like with, with a real person to get to talk with them about like what their agency was doing and where they were based and kind of what they focused on. Yeah. So in, in light of that, what do you think are the best ways for a person working in private service to build over time a relationship with the agency? Well, I personally, um, DJ, believe uh, when I first meet a, a candidate in person or via Skype or over the telephone, I don't necessarily, my interviews are not your typical interviews. I really try to, yes, I see their qualifications on paper and I speak with them, but I try to learn a little bit more about them personally, their personalities, and uh, I tell them about myself and I, they usually open up. It's, it's truly about getting to know them, not just professionally, but a little bit personally, because that's how I can 
as you know, working in private service, it's not always about the skills. It's also about personality type. And by getting to know the candidates a little bit better, this is why I am blessed and I have been so successful with placements because I try to match the personalities as well. So I try to do that from the beginning. Um, Also, from you do have those candidates who call every week or every couple of days and and I understand they're they're desperate they really want work but it, it you know we we are very busy and and by having to answer those calls or having to return those calls it's it's an inconvenience for us so basically they just need to know that if a position becomes available we have all of their information we have everything in our database and if a position becomes available that we feel is a good fit for them we will definitely contact them from time to time if they want to send us an email or you know every 3 4 weeks to stay in touch that's that's fine uh but when when it becomes you know um two, three times a week, or even once a week, it's a a little bit uh, overbearing. Also, um, agencies will sometimes have jobs that are not posted for privacy reasons. Sometimes the client doesn't want uh, the job to be posted. And um, the agency will search for the candidates uh, that are best fit for that position, and they will contact you directly. Those are all fantastic uh, pieces of advice. And I think that, you know, what DJ said about um, meeting with agencies face-to-face, I think some of the things that we've heard over the years is that, you know, if you're an agency that's based out of Palm Beach or you're an agency based out of New York, that having a face-to-face is always the best thing to do. Um, However, it's really difficult to do. So on that note, Isabel, I know that you're planning on attending the national convention in Scottsdale again this year. Um, yes. Not only that, but you guys are um, have really stepped up, and we appreciate the fact that you guys will be a silver sponsor uh, for this year's uh, convention. So we really appreciate all the efforts and, and the sponsorship that you're putting towards the convention. Obviously, that shows your guys' commitment and how much you guys believe in what we're doing with the convention. So with that, I wanted to kind of address that. Uh, the, the convention by letting people know we've got a great lineup set up of speakers. We have a ton of networking activities planned for, uh, for your time in Scottsdale. Um, based on our early registrations, it looks like we're going to have a record attendance this year. Uh, and that is largely due to a lot of participation from great agencies like yourselves. Uh, for our listeners, uh, we're looking to, uh, who are looking to break into the private service industry or who would like to speak directly face-to-face with a recruiter, we have over 20 placement agencies lined up this year for our career day on Friday. So it's going to be an awesome day of networking for anyone who's looking to meet agencies and has not had an opportunity to fa- uh, face-to-faces with them. Um, the convention is, uh, is quickly approaching. Uh, Early bird registration did end June 30th. However, there's still time for you to register. Um, I wanted to share a little bit of a uh, uh, of a note for those who are looking to attend and did not uh, were not able to take advantage of our early bird registration. If you contact your local agency, odds are they're going to have a special discount code, and you'll still be able to receive that early bird price. So you didn't hear that from me, but I'm throwing it out there. So. Um, <laughs> 
uh, if, um, if, if you'd like to uh, learn more about that or like to register for the event, uh, the convention, uh, you can go to DemaConvention.com. The date of the convention is going to run from the 26th to the 28th. And as I stated earlier, it will be in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, once again, that website to find out more information about the convention is DemaConvention.com. Um, Isabel, one of the things that uh, the DEMA is doing to encourage private service um, professional standards in the private service industry is, you know, we've been asking a lot of our guests that have been on the show, whether they're vendors, suppliers, uh, agencies, even the private service professionals themselves uh, that have been on the show is to have them share their thoughts on professionalism. And the cool thing about having you on the show is I think you can, you can share your idea of professionalism, not only from a agency standpoint, but also from a private service standpoint. So could you do that for us real quickly? Yes, absolutely. So with Casabella, um, Casabella is working to be a model of professionalism. I personally uh, always address the principal by Mr. or Mrs., even if they say, oh, call me by my first name, or I always feel that it's it's very respectful, and I show my respect by addressing them by Mr. or Mrs., whether that whether it was when I worked in private service or as an agency, I feel um, it, it shows respect. Uh, so I, that, that's one of the things. And then just honesty and transparency is, transparency is very important, as is to be uh, to always respect boundaries at all times. And, and you know, even though uh, principals may be very nice and kind to you, to always maintain those boundaries and never cross that line. That's great. That's great, Isabel. Listen, I know we're getting real close to running out of time, and I'm just going to uh, mention one last quick thing before I let Matt any, ask any last question he might have. But, I know that Matt and I are very excited about um, the series of shows that we hope to do with some of the agencies. And like he said earlier, we do hope to talk about uh, work agreements and skill development and resumes and using LinkedIn and what to do if you're fired. And I hope that you maybe would consider coming back and doing a future show with us. So uh, just let me say that before Matt signs us all off for this afternoon and, and um, just wanted to mention that before we go. That that would be great. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, before we let you go, Isabel, uh, real quickly, if people want to get in contact with uh, Casabella uh, Residential Agency, how did they do that? Okay. Um, they can visit our website, um, www.casabellastaffing.com. Uh, they can email me at um, Isabel. I-S-A-B-E-L at casabellastaffing.com. The office number is 561-557-1216. And my cell phone number is 561-350-7370. Fantastic. Well, Isabel, let me just uh, personally thank you for being on the show today. Um, I think that we have learned a ton about private service uh, placement and uh, some of your thoughts on on ways that, that you guys are working to improve the industry and, and placement. So um, I just wanted to personally thank you for, for being on the show today. 
Um, DJ, as always, thank you for joining me today. Um, your insight is always uh, is always greatly appreciated from a private service perspective, for, for sure. If anyone else out there listening to the show today has any questions on how they can become more involved in their local chapters of FEMA, or if you have questions about the private service industry, please feel free to contact us directly at info at domesticmanagers.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show or you have a suggestion for a potential topic or guest that you would like us to interview, please contact us at that same email address and let us know what your thoughts are. If you can't catch the show live on Wednesdays at noon Eastern time, or if you'd like to listen to a previous episode, the show is available as a podcast on blogtalkradio.com. And you can also find the shows on iTunes, which automatically download to your phone once you subscribe to the show. We're excited to announce that we'll be back on air next Wednesday, July 20th, when we'll be joined by Katie Carter of Allied Marine Yacht Brokerage and Charter. Until then, I've been your host, Matthew Hack. On behalf of my colleagues and staff at DEMA, thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those that serve others.